Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And this week we reviewed the 1998 special, Lost in Space. We discuss the family dynamics of a completely mannequin, lifeless family known as the Robinsons. And Joey, that guy from Friends. We talk about him in this movie. We talk about Gary Oldman chewing up scenery faster than they can create it. We talk about CG, maybe or maybe not aging well. We talk about the script. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All that and more on Movies on the Side. I don't like how I said that either. <laughs> All that and more on Movies on the Side. This week, we reviewed the 1998 Lost in Space <laughs> movie. Steven? Yeah? I remember this movie cover. In the days of video rental stores. Oh, yeah. And a forgotten right. age. I remember this art. I have never seen this movie until yesterday. Okay. I loved this movie when I was younger. This was 1998. The same year as Godzilla. Same year as Godzilla. As it was an impressionable year. It was uh, my early teenage years. So it was just very impressionable. But I remember loving this movie as a early teen i had it on dvd i would watch it man. several times over man okay steven what's the rotten tomatoes the rotten tomatoes nate critic score 28 critic score 28 audience score 24 not often where you see a lower audience score than mm -hmm. critics mm -hmm. not high marks this movie stars gary oldman as dr mm -hmm. smith william hurt yes Yes, some big names there. But most notably, it stars Matt LeBlanc, which you might know him as Joey. From Friends. From the show Friends. <laughs> he is... You ever heard of that show Captain before. Don West of this movie. Now, as I, as I recalled this movie, I remembered, you know what, that guy from Friends, he actually did a good job of being a sci-fi space pilot, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. He was the epitome of cool when you were yes, it did, 12, did, 13 years old. It did, it did seem so. And I will say, upon rewatching, not good. It is not good. Not, not, it's performance. But most of all, listen, we'll, we'll stay spoiler-free for a few moments here. Nate, the script. The lines. Oh, my. <laughs> the lines in this movie, Nate. Uh, my, my note, my personal note that you cannot see is 95% quotes from this movie, because it is really bad. I did that too. I wrote down a bunch of notes just trying to go like, I can't let this line get past me, <laughs> because this line is so weird. But then another line comes behind it, and by the time I finish writing that note, I think to myself, oh, do I need to write this down? Like, yeah, the script of Lost in Space may be based on budget of a movie one of the worst scripts we have done on this podcast. And I, I think it's right up there with Godzilla. Mm. And Godzilla has bad lines, but it also has fun lines. I'm not sure if this movie had any lines that I thought like, well, that's, it's, that's corny, but cool. There was, one, <laughs> there was one line where I chuckled at. And this is towards the end. It's not a spoiler. But Dr. Smith like falls a great height and uh, Joey finds him. And he says, like, darn, he's still breathing. And I chuckled a little bit. Really? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was the one line where I was like, okay, 
Yeah, that's kind of funny. But anyway. There are some lines that made me smile just because I knew I'd talk with you right. about them. This cold war just got hot. <laughs> Come home to me, Professor. I love you, wife. That's one cold fish I'd love to thaw. Hmm? <laughs> so bad. Cold fish I'd love to thaw is the grossest. For those who haven't seen Lost in Space, that line is said by Matt LeBlanc about Heather Graham in a I would love to get to know her romantically. You may not know that because you may think to yourself like, oh, that's some sort of like line about fighting someone or a cold fish I'd like to thaw. For those out there wanting to speak to a significant other in a romantic way, I do mm. not suggest that line. No, no, I would avoid it at all costs. There's also this idea that I think they're trying to deliver super deep lines all, like all the time. Yes. To make it seem like super meaningful. There's even a point where Captain Don West, Joey again, he says, if you can't have fun, what's the point of saving the world? Yep. And he says it in a way that's supposed to be like super deep. And we're supposed to be reflecting upon our life at the moment. Man, they just don't come across that reflective and deep. Oh, it's true. Okay, I need to just fire off a couple of these lines. So yes. these are just out of context lines. But for our listeners, these lines were actually said in the movie. Some by <laughs> Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. Trust me, Major. Evil knows evil. Evil knows evil. That's the smell of ghosts. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that sound. I have that written down too. <laughs> we can use the planet's gravity. We can use the planet's gravity. I do. I did kind of like evil knows evil line because I feel like there is, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's, so there's a little bit that, there. That one, unlike the smell of ghosts, actually means something. Yeah. But I, I put down this note, Stephen. Let's see if you agree with me. I said, no one believes in this script. No. In this movie. So it has the effect, in some ways, making everyone in this movie seem like a bad actor. Yeah. Because the script, the lines that they're almost forced to say, it's like, give me another take of, that's the smell of ghosts. <laughs> but there were so many lines that I was like, I think, um, what's the dad's name? The dad's name is John Robinson. It's the Robinson uh, I family. mean, sorry, what's the actor? Uh, oh, William, William Hurt. Hurt. Yes. Like, I know that guy can act. Oh, yeah, yeah. But watching this one. Oh, I know. It's not, not a good look. I don't know. No. I just want to say this one line. Judy Robinson says this to Captain Don West. Thinking. It's not really your strong suit, is it? Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. Oh, man. So witty. Sick burn. Burn. <laughs> Let's talk about characters in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie Lost in Space centers around the Robinson family, made up of John and Maureen, the mom and dad. They have two girls that look nothing alike, but uh, <laughs> Judy and Penny. Who yeah. also seem to be um, polar opposites, which that's fine. And then we have Will Robinson, the young genius. Right. Let's talk about this family for a second. Mm. I did know before watching this movie, you let me know, as any good friend should, mm -hmm. who was your movie crush when you were 12 years old and watching this movie. So I had my eyes out for Penny Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven? Yep. I judged your 12 year old 
itself a little bit. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. So upon rewatching, <laughs> it's again her lines and character through adult eyes. It's a little like it's cringy. Uh-huh. It's a little, it's a little cringeworthy. But I mean, of all the choices you have in that movie, the older sister is like too old for a twelve-year-old mind. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just saying her voice, which is her, I think her normal voice, but her personality in this movie compared to the rest of the movie, which the Robinson family is made up of like mannequin people for all the personality they have. <laughs> yeah. She actually does have a personality and the personality is angsty. I don't want to be on this mission. Right. And that's clear. But somehow she's very smart as well. She's pretty smart, but then also has a crush on Captain Don West, which I feel like that age gap would be awkward. Could he be any cuter? Yeah. No, he can't. (laughs) That's the line. Could he be cuter? I don't think so. Tell me about the family, the Robinson family. Is there anyone in there that you're like, I like like their character? Not, no, (laughs) no, not anymore. Not anymore. Now, have you, let me ask you this. Have you seen the Netflix Lost in Space series? I have not. So I will say the Netflix Lost in Space series is actually very, very good. Okay. And that Robinson family and that story. Has personalities. Quality stuff. Very good. And so now that I have seen both seasons of that, going back to this Lost in Space, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's tough. <laughs> I mean, I, I at least get the conflict of the family. There's these scenes early on, you know, this family is supposed to go into space mm-hmm. and reach Alpha Prime and build a hypergate. Yep. So that Earthlings can go from Earth to Alpha Prime, an Earth-like planet, and colonize it. Yes. And suck the life yes. out of that planet next. Yes. The kids don't want to go because they're mm-hmm. leaving their entire life behind. Right. And the dad, William Hurt, John Robinson, he is totally obsessed with the mission and has neglected his family. Right. And so I get this, the conflict. And there's a scene when like Penny and Will, she's like running away for the night. Like, you know, the mom is like, we're supposed to have family dinner. And she's like, I'm not spending my last night having dinner awkwardly, you know, with you all. There are a lot of lines in the script that are supposed to tell us instead of show us what this family is like. I could have really used and actually seeing the family dinner. Because they talk also about, like, yeah. Will and Penny talk about, like, oh, do you really want to sit with mom and dad when they, like, act like they like each other or fight or right, whatever? Right, right. And yet, I don't, I never saw that between John and Maureen. Like, it seems like they do genuinely like each other. He just doesn't have any personality. Right. And she is just kind of an exposition machine. Right. There are lines, I think Will says in that scene, like anything I do matters to him. Because he won the science fair again or something, and, uh-huh. and you know, his dad doesn't even know. Yep. And then Penny says, Like anything I do matters to him. Don't sweat it, kid. I got apology videos for two birthdays. I get I get it. He's a neglectful dad, whatever. But he's doing it because he believes he's saving the world. Yes. In addition to saving his family. They do get lost in space. They get lost in space. Sorry, everybody. It's the name of the movie. We'll talk about the ending stuff post-spoiler, but the beginning, it's not really spoilers. A, those CG sequences at the beginning do not age well. The fighter pilots oh, really? and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, uh, you thought I it kind did? Of dis- I kind of disagree. Really? I think the CG held together the best with mechanical-looking outside ships. True. Because True. if you want to talk about CG falling apart... What part did you think it fell apart? 
them going into cryo sleep near the beginning on their mission. Right. And that yes. little CG thing coming over their head, that little yes. visor. Right. Was Not maybe <laughs> one of the worst. And then I would say this, we'll talk about this later. All of the characters, when they started to animate living yeah. things. Yeah, not good. We'll say mm-hmm. that is Blarg. Blarg. Blarp. 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 We'll talk more about the CG later. The opening fight scene, though, was not as fun as I remember, <laughs> given the terrible lines and the mediocre CG. But there's a scene when the pilot that is supposed to pilot this mission with the family, mm-hmm. it's said that he dies, but he's actually killed, apparently, by this the dark sedition people who don't want... The world to be saved, I guess. I'm not really sure what the motivation is for the Which bad never guys. comes up again. No. This sedition group and like the main boss behind it, the Sith Lord or whatever, right. is yeah. just never seen from again. Yeah, so that that's all kind of weird. They bring Captain Don West in because they're going to make him the new pilot of the Jupiter mission. We haven't even talked about Matt LeBlanc. So in this scene, I don't know if you remember the scene, but Matt LeBlanc is like... The recycling stuff that we've developed is fine. Like, the world is fine. And then John Robinson gives this line. He's like, Every school child has been lied to. Recycling technologies came too late. All fossil fuels are virtually exhausted. That seems unfortunate. Maybe you should stop teaching that in schools. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> just, I mean, just a thought. I mean, you can't have mass panic. Mass panic on a world that's dying is no good. Haven't you ever seen any dystopian future? Movie. I think we're living in one right now, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just double checking. Okay. Matt LeBlanc. Man, I, I had such high hopes to remember Let me this tell you well. something. I've seen a little bit of Friends in my life, and I know that Joey is an actor, and his character is an actor in Friends. Yeah, that is true. Let me tell you something. I did have the thought of, I wonder if this is a Friends tie-in, and like there is a Friends episode out there that's like, hey, I did the space movie recently. Mm. Because that's what like... I felt like I was watching Joey acting. I really didn't want to think that it was going to be like that, but it was. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't mind Matt LeBlanc in this movie. Oh, good. Here's why. The family's so wooden mm. that it's like, okay, at least this guy, I feel like he said his lines with the most conviction. Like he could say the most bonkers thing with actually some earnestness to him. I agree. And like, as cheesy and terrible as his lines were towards, <laughs> what's her name? Judy. Judy Robinson. I still believed it. I believed him. Yep. That he was delivering these cheesy lines. So I don't believe she should ever be interested in him, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, when you're the only two consenting adults in the universe. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's talk about Gary Oldman r- real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a uh, Commissioner Gordon. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's. Gary Oldman is He's many a top-notch things. actor. From yes. Many things. Right. He was Winston Churchill. Oh, right. That's right. He was Dracula back in the day. Hmm. Gary Oldman chews up so much scenery <laughs> in this movie. His performance is, I hope, I really hope that he, after reading the script and jumping on board this movie, he was just like, you know what? If this movie's going to go down in a fiery flame, I'm going to be a bright comet <laughs> as I go. His performance is so everywhere and yeah. over the top that I'm going to be honest, every once in a while I liked it, and most of the time I hated it, mm-hmm. and there was no in-between. Yeah. 
I agree. At the end of the movie, he kind of has some funny lines. Like, he kind of tries to start being, like, funny. Where at the beginning, he's truly just, like, a sinister traitor dude. Right. I mean, you do see him playing Will and, like, being the proxy father figure. Yep. And you do, like, feel like, no, Will, you got to see through this. He's being evil still. Sure. He's not a good dude. Evil knows evil. Mm, I feel like I at least believe that. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know... An arc? Yeah, he was kind of all over the place. That was some scenery-chewing acting. (laughs) All right, I feel like we should rate this movie, because then I want to talk about a couple specifics. Okay, perfect. So let us rate this movie on a scale. I'm going to use my favorite part of this movie when I was a kid. From zero to five, metal helmets. (laughs) The suit (laughs) that... uh, I should have known you would have loved that. Encapsulates the... Joey Tribbiani's head during the one scene we're about to talk about. Zero to five helmets, Nate. Mm -hmm. I have to give this movie a one and a half. I'm going to give this movie one and a half. Two is too gracious. The the script and the lines are are terrible. A lot of the acting is... But there's a couple of redeeming scenes that I want to talk about post-spoiler. But this movie has a lot of problems, Nate. I don't think it ages Mm. well at all. Mm. I'm going to give it to one and a half. What do you say, Nate? I'm going to give Lost in Space from 1998 one. One helmet. Just one. Yeah. I need to say a couple things, overall things. The characters are not enjoyable to watch. No. The script is horrendous. Yeah. In most ways. The plot, I thought it was going to get interesting with about 45 minutes left. Mm. It does not Mm. get interesting. Yeah. And a couple other, like, little smaller notes the movie's heavy cg but there are also a lot of like practical sound stages which i actually found kind of fun mm-hmm. when i could tell that like oh this is all like a a bunch of fake moon rocks like this is cool this feels like a movie the prop work in this movie is at times so shoddy <laughs> i've done a little bit of model making just in like my industrial design background mm. with like foam and you know painted up sort of thing yeah there are some things that are supposed to look metal in this movie that are just like metallic painted foam <laughs> that look ridiculous mm. i mean there are also some decent shots too but it seems like such a grand scale that either goes super cg or like not great prop work and it really makes me appreciate all of the like intricate model making you know lord of the rings and all of these like Mm -hmm. it really takes craftsmen to put this together because when it's not around and i see a circuit board that's just made up of like a christmas light (laughs) kind of put together it does take me out of it and my final point here the score of this movie is so melodramatic. Yeah. And when you compare it to the acting in this movie, it swells like it is the Titanic, which, by the way, this movie movie replaced at number one after the Titanic's long run. Wow. So just think about the CG comparison between these movies for just a second. Wow. That score felt a little bit too big for what this movie was actually doing. Yeah. Everyone signed on for three movies by the way. Really? It did not recoup its own cost in North America, so the sequels were scrapped. Mm, That's tough. Also, I had to take off a whole point because there's no sounds in space. There's no... Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's one of my pet peeves when there's explosions. You hear everything in space. Every clink of a wrench on the side of a ship and, like, yeah, everything. Yep. All right, we're going to sound the spoiler horn and talk about a couple specifics. Nate, 
I didn't like Blarp. I could have done without him entirely. That CG monkey was roughly animated. <laughs> yes. That was rough. Originally wanted to use a puppet for this, and they said, well, he didn't look realistic enough, so they scrapped the puppet idea and went to entire CG. And all I can say is, if that puppet did not look real, like that must have been a really bad puppet for them to say, well, this is better. I feel like it's very ambitious to do a whole CG character that's like on screen in 1998 in 1998 and in like bright settings. You know, this is not like Godzilla where it's all dark and rainy the whole time. This is like you see this thing all the time. So, yeah. And it serves no purpose in the movie. Now, one of my favorite scenes when I was a kid Mm -hmm. is the spider attack. Ah. Spider attack scene. Evil knows evil. Evil knows evil. And those spiders begin hatching. Yep. And then Joey Tribbiani activates his Iron Man helmet yep. <laughs> that comes over his face. I still think that's a okay scene. Yeah, it's not bad. It's perfect for the, the teenagers that watched it in 1998 because mm-hmm. also when Will operates the robot, it shows viewpoints from like the mask as like a first-person shooter. There are a lot of first-person shooter shots in that of just like aiming for spider, aiming yes. for spider, shooting yes. spider. And it's like, okay, this got a video game feel that even the kids will love. Yeah, so that was fun. So when they first go into space and the robot is programmed to destroy the family Mm -hmm. 60 hours into the mission or whatever, I don't know why this didn't bother me when I was a kid, but it really bothered me that the robot keeps yelling his programming to kill the Robinson family. Right. That's bad computing. We talked about computers in one of our bonus episodes recently. A computer would not do that over and over and over again. Open notes. Open Safari. Open Safari. (laughs) Close browser. Close browser. Volume down. Volume down. <laughs> just, that whole scene was kind of cringy because it's like this robot, oh, A, it doesn't sound like a robot. It sounds like a voice actor doing a poor job and just says it over and over again. Destroy. Destroy. That's it. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't mind it because at this point in time while watching the movie, I had hope that there would actually be some fun, interesting things on this mission. I found that was like the only suspenseful part of the movie was him like destroying their little cryo sleep capsules and me thinking like, oh, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah. The answer is Gary Oldman, as it always is. (laughs) He's the only one that could save, uh, you know, what's her face in the cryo tube. He then gives chest compressions. I I wrote this down in the note. I hope you could see it. Gary Oldman is supposed to be a doctor in this movie, does basically no doctoring except this one part. Right. One first point, and I'm going to brush past it real fast. Okay. These suits, yeah, anatomically mm. are troublesome. <laughs> okay. Moving past that. <laughs> Moving on. The chest compressions he gives are maybe the worst chest compressions ever, and he's pushing on a metal like exo suit. They are not in rhythm. He just randomly just kind of shoves her to like wake her up. Yeah. I don't think those would work. No, no, they would not. If that little like laser thing from the ship wouldn't work, I mean, come on. Zapping the heart. Yeah. Here's here's what we really got to talk about is the whole ending sequence. They crash land on a planet. Yes. And there's a time bubble because Will messes with time too much. He needs Mm -hmm. to stop playing with time. They need to find more core material, whatever that is, so the Jupiter can get off the planet. Yes. So they go into this time bubble where... Supposedly, there's more core material, and they find mm-hmm. this is in the future. Going into this time bubble has brought them into the future. Their core material is their own ship in the future. 
Right. Their own ship. Yes. And in this ship, we have an adult Will Robinson. Played by Jared Harris, a.k.a. Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes. That's right, Moriarty. And the Dr. Smith character, who is now transformed into a monster. Spider Spider Smith. Yeah, Spider Smith. In the credits, he is both Smith, Dr. Smith, and Spider Smith. Oh, my word. His CG was rough. Real rough. (laughs) That was rough CG. Real rough. So, Dr. Smith did become the father figure, is taking care of Will. They're all buddy-buddy now. John Robinson, uh, the Joey Tribbiani character, they find them, you know, struggle ensues or whatever. My biggest issue with this, I mean, I have a lot of issues. Yeah. Number, n- number one, young Will eventually comes into this future ship in the bubble. Yes. He confronts his older self and seemingly has no issue. No issue. No, yeah, issue. No, yeah. <laughs> no issue. He immediately goes to asking him, oh, you finished the time machine. Just completely... Like, yeah, and his older self is like, yeah, you you haven't even dreamed of what what you can accomplish. <laughs> so weird. I mean, I don't know how old William is supposed to be as a kid in this movie, but that would mess a kid up. I mean, at least care. a moment of speechlessness would, would oh, be helpful. There are so many times when these kids don't care. They leave that planet at the end in that final scene, and they leave their dad behind to die, and there's absolutely no expression. Like, the mom's like, goodbye all the kids are like we we're going on a ride there is no emotion of like they all just run to the helm i mean the planet's falling apart they gotta they gotta get out of there yeah but the, n- no sadness of like hey we're leaving our dad to die on the planet yeah I all okay right, so- let's talk about this time bubble for just a second yes <laughs> i honestly don't understand it because earlier i truly want to understand this earlier in the movie they encounter a time thing in space right a bubble in space that's what leads them to the spider ship it leads him to the spider ship. That was Joey's friend. Was That was the ship that was sent as... A rescue mission looking for the lost Robinson family. So it was sent in the future and it came back here to the past? No, they entered a time bubble in space that they traveled to the future. And then they encountered the ship that was sent on the rescue mission. So that friend died. Right. They're all dead. Everybody that was on that ship is dead. Okay. Joey didn't care that much, apparently, that his good friend that he saved his life earlier died. But, okay. So then they find this other time bubble on the planet. Right. Are all time bubbles formed by Will Robinson doing time, old Will Robinson doing time machine stuff? Yes. I think that is... So the first time bubble was formed by Will Robinson? I think so. It's all because of the time machine stuff. So... What happened was, in the future, mm-hmm. Will Robinson and Spider Smith survive and make the time machine to go back. Right. Then, by doing that, they make a time bubble that then their young selves stumble upon. Or are these two different timelines? Or is this... Listen, we don't have time to talk about timelines, because the time travel in this movie is... It makes no sense, right? It doesn't make sense. I think... He says, like, the, the the dad goes off, and he said he wouldn't... Old Will Smith said, like, you said you were coming back, and you didn't, and I know not to trust... I know not to depend on my dad. <laughs> but, like, in that timeline, what happened to Papa Robinson? It's unclear how the timelines work. As it, supposedly, the whole family was killed, and the Spider Smith blames it on the a few spiders that got away. Uh-huh. And then, so, old Will Smith, it's like, you know, there were never any other spiders after the ones that killed my family. How strange. You did say old Will Smith, which, can we all talk about <laughs> Will Smith being in this movie? Uh, Would be cool. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I don't know. The, the timelines are bonkers. 
spiders didn't kill the girls. It was you. I thought it was going to be somewhat elegant in its time travel or somewhat interesting. Like, hey, the reason... No. You know what I thought was going to happen? The re- like the, the sedition guy or whatever yeah. that had Smith sabotage the mission. I thought that guy's head was going to be old Will Robinson. And there was going to be something about him going back <laughs> to like try to sabotage the own mis- his own mission or something. I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting, although that'd be pretty sadistic if you will wanted to kill his whole family it would there would have to be some sort of reason why he did it but like if it was another timeline i could see will robinson going bad because he was yeah yeah. not loved well the i have this note in trivia future will's dialogue is entirely dubbed as jared harris did not have the vocal scale to complete the role what what does that mean old will i mean i know that old will robinson's voice did not match up with his lips for most of it. But that was most of the movie. So it was all overdubbed? I mean, there, like, I Love You Wife, for example, was a dubbed one. I'm, maybe it wasn't Jared Harris's voice at all? I don't know. Or maybe, I don't know. That'd be strange. Well, anyway, two big, the last two big issues, I mean, there's a lot of issues with this movie. The other two issues, one, staying with the time thing. So the family tries to escape without the dad, and they get hit by a big rock and die. Mm-hmm. And the dad kind of goes, makes a pained face. That's terrible. As the orchestra swells. Oh, my family. Oh, <laughs> that bummer. Was, that was a super <laughs> bummer. That was a super cheesy orchestra swell in that moment. That was pretty oh, bad. Oh, it, it was a big one. Will Robinson changes the time machine to go back moments before the ship leaves the planet and gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Why... He didn't send his dad all the way back to stop the family from ever going on the mission, or maybe... Well, because... I'll explain this to you. Okay, yeah, please. It's possible that when you go back, the time distortion you create on that, on Earth... Oh, it'll destroy Went back to Earth, would destroy Earth. Right. That's right. I forgot about that. So anyway, he sends his dad back. He plops down into the ship, and like the hole is still open for a long time. Mm -hmm. And they say, Will, come with us. And he's like, there's only enough power for one trip. (laughs) And then he proceeds to like talk for 30 seconds through this portal. I'm like, if there's enough power for that portal, stay open. It's really good to see all of you. <laughs> Will take care of them. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Old Will and out. And then he I guess, apparently dies as the planet is breaking apart. Yeah. It's so strange. I can't. Only enough power for one person, one trip, remember? Just a quick uh, quandary here. They don't kill... Dr. Smith, even though he tried to destroy them all. Right. They keep him alive. I would have left him on the planet. Now, just be honest. Listen, they make it a big deal like, listen, I don't want to become the monster. You can't kill him. Okay, I'm cool with the whole Batman rule. Although a guy that can truly sabotage the mission in your family yeah. is not someone that I just lock into a room. No. The guy who like was able to program a robot. Here's what I would do. I would cryo-sleep his buns. Oh, yeah. That's Put him point. in a chamber and be like, yeah. you shall be sleeping. We're not going to kill you, but you're going to be sleeping here for the rest of the mission. Thanks. Right. Yes, definitely that. Also, the way they defeat Spider-Smith by cutting open his egg sack Gross. and the little spiders supposedly eating him. Gross. I feel like those little spiders wouldn't do enough damage to actually hurt him. Also, the little spider animation on CG animated body was rough. <laughs> CG spiders all the way down. Oh, man. My last... Big issue that was disappointing is Will Robinson rebuilds the robot 
And so future Will Robinson has the completed robot Mm -hmm. and takes prisoner dad and Joey and all that. And kid Will Robinson is like, robot, I taught you what friendship is. Remember? Follow your heart. And then the robot says, every living thing has a heart. Robot says, robot has no heart. Robot is powered by a fusion pulse generator. Every living thing has a heart. And I said, Robot, you're right. Correct, You robot. do not have a heart. <laughs> no amount of persuasive words should be able to convince a computer of something different. Like, that seems for me. ridiculous. You were fine with that? No, it was all dumb. No, it was all dumb. It was all dumb. It was all dumb. Anyway, this was one of those movies, Nate, where I almost regret having watched it now. Oh, no. Later in life. Right. Because I had remembered it so fondly. And upon it really rewatching is it, bad. it really ruins it. really is it, quite though. bad. It's very bad. So this one I'll probably never see again. Goodbye, Lost in Space. I'm sorry. The Netflix series, though, that's pretty good. I encourage everyone, check that out. Very good. Listeners, tell us what you thought about the 1998 Lost in Space. Comment on our Instagram or Twitter at Movies on the Side. We'd love to interact with you there. You can check out our bonus episodes. We have a bonus episode every week, and you can get access to all the archive of bonus episodes. Just click support the show in show notes, or you can go to mots.fm and click support the show. And if you haven't yet, we'd appreciate a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. That'll help us get discovered by other guilty pleasure movie lovers like you. And as always, never love anything, kiddo. You'll just end up losing it.